Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Gold Coast launches their 21st year. Great racing during the day, great entertainment at night. Come up here to the Gold Coast in October, get some beautiful weather and have a great time. Denya returns to the Vijitsu series and we look at who's the best driver ever. It's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. The Gold Coast event has been launched with this year's theme being its 21st birthday. Tony Cochran was happy to talk up the event and the quality of the international drivers. Who would have ever thought we would have had such a phenomenal 28 international drivers to go with our 28 stars what a marriage made in rock and roll and racetrack heaven. Series champion James Courtney is still talking to overseas drivers that are keen to race at the Gold Coast, but cannot believe that it's four championship points. Yeah, a lot of guys ring me and they say, it's not really a championship round, is it? And I keep saying, it is a championship round, and uh, you know, they, they're pretty blown away by it. It's quite very, very unique, and it's something that's uh, you know, it's done nowhere else in the world. It's a first here, and, and um, you know, I think it's been... a a huge success and it's going to continue to grow. Shane Howard, the Chief Operating Officer of V8 Supercars, talked about why the Gold Coast is a three-day full-on adventure. Going back a few years ago, events were expanding. They were going from three days to four days. But nowadays, um, you know, people are... Yeah, in some cases time poor, they've got family commitments and I think three days is the right level and I tell you if you've got any energy left in, in you after doing three days of this event, I, I tell you what, you must be under under 21 <laughs> I certainly haven't <laughs> Now the Gold Coast event has but all but two drivers named with Italian Formula 1 driver Vantonio Luizzi announced in the starting lineup. Sebastian Bourdais, the only man to win the Gold Coast Indy race twice in the history of the race, will form up with Triple Eight. Mikasalo is paired with Will Davison, while World Touring Car Ace Gianna Morbidelli will be at the wheel of a Triple F Racing Falcon. The later three all returning for a second try of V8 supercars. Frenchman Stefan Sarazen will also be driving with Jason Brighton, the BOC Gases car. For Luizzi, he'll be splitting Formula One races at Korea and India to attend the Gold Coast. Russell Engel is looking forward to take on the international guests in Enforcer style. Oh, look, that's that's the one thing. When, when you're racing against, um, you know, current Formula One drivers, for sure, the elbows are going to be out and be nothing better than, than pass and say, hey, this guy's in Formula One and I've just dusted him off. Fair Supercars have also confirmed a one-and-a-half-day testing program for the international drivers at Queensland Raceway on the Wednesday and Thursday before the event. 
With the car of the future on the horizon, the chances for Fujitsu teams to participate in endurance rounds will be limited in the future. This year, it looks like teams are not flocking to be part of the main game, though. With the entries for the wildcards closing soon, interest is almost at its lowest ebb since V8 Supercars introduced the program. The Centre Movie has had a special motorsport industry preview in Queensland this week with CEO of the V8s, Martin Whitaker saying the film's a great tribute to Senna. There are people who clearly don't know who Ayrton Senna was, but they certainly will know very, very quickly once they see this movie. But I think one of the things about this movie is it brings out just what an incredible driver he was. Jamie Winkup talked about what impression Senna made on that young, upcoming driver. Uh, you're exactly right. I was a little young go-karter, and I remember the day clearly when uh, when the accident occurred. So, as I say, I didn't know a huge amount about Ayrton Senna, so... Um, Tonight's going to be good. I've heard nothing but good reports about it and looking forward to getting in there and checking it out. Adrian Burgess, the team principal for Team Vodafone, recounted his experiences with Senna. You probably didn't appreciate it when you were there working with him, how special he was, but even with this character, you, you still knew that he was one of the greats when he was still uh, still performing. So yeah, I'm very privileged to have been able to work with him and, and be here this evening. So. And finally, the host of Seven Mates Shannon Supercar Showdown, Grant Genu, will be jumping into a Kelly Racing prepared Fujitsu entry in preparation for his Bathurst 1000 debut with the winner of the Shannon's Supercar Showdown. And that's all the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, Jason Bright, then latest, Jamie Winkup and Stephen Johnson will talk about the driver-engineer relationship. I hope you stay with us. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Jason Bright joins us on the line for the Bright Line once again. And, uh, well, Jason, this is uh, what they're calling a mid-season break, but we had uh, Danny Crane on last week's show when he was talking tech and it seemed far from any sort of break. How is it for a driver? Uh... No, I mean, it, it is it actually, compared to last year's nine-week break, this one seems to be dragging on, but, um, it, uh, you know, we still, you know, we're still pretty busy. We had a ride day at Eastern Creek last week, and um, and the sponsor appearances don't stop, but, yeah, it's, it seems, you know, Townsville seems like a long time ago at the moment. It's interesting with Tony saying he wants to have, what is it, 40 weeks and 20 races. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I think I think that'd be great. I mean... You know, I've always said, you know, it's sort of hard when when you come out of uh, kart racing. You know, it's difficult getting into car racing because you really do race a, a lot less. And uh, you know, we, we've sort of been very fortunate. The series has grown from nine or ten rounds, you know, twelve years ago to to the sixteen it is now. And you know, if, if it did get to twenty, you know, that's great for the fans. And you know, as long as the the teams can 
afford it. And, uh, you know, there's uh, people out there willing to come through the gates and watch on television. I think it'll be a great thing. It's interesting that uh, with this break, it has been not only quiet in a sense that we're having no racing, but also media-wise, we're not seeing the big stories. I guess the Gold Coast launch last week and talk about the car of the future, but we're not seeing that silly season that I guess a nine-break really encouraged. Yeah, I mean, it, it has been a little bit quiet on the news front, but, um, you know, I, I think it's maybe it's one of those years, you know, there, there, there might not be as much movement at the end of this year as, as what there is some years, and, and uh, you know, it, I guess that happens year by year. You know, this year might be just one of the quieter ones. When you look at what you've got to achieve for the rest of this season, how much have you had to change your goals with what has already happened at the beginning of the year? Well, I mean, you know, the last couple of rounds have, have certainly put paid to to uh, you know the championship attack that we had going before that. But you know, I think that we can still go out there and, and win a few more races this year. And uh, you know, the, the priority now is to to try and, you know, like I said, win as many races, but, you know, really go out there and try and win Bathurst to make sure that we go into next year as a, as a you know, with, with all of our ducks in a row and um, a real championship contender. With what you're doing with Brad's, uh, Brad's team and the BOC Gas's car, how much of a change is it in focus when you go and set yourself for one race over setting yourself to win a championship? Not a lot of difference, you know. I mean, you know, you, you can't win this championship if you don't go out there and and try and win every race, and uh, and you know that, that's pretty much the way you've got to attack it these days. So, you know, I, I don't think that it changes your, your focus at all. Um, you know, we, we just want to go out there and win as many as we can now. But you know, it's not to say we'd be doing anything different if uh, if we were still in the championship hunt. Hmm. I guess when we have got a race like Bathurst, that is such a focal point but then you have more races after it. Is there any way that Sydney and, and Gold Coast can get to the level and, and get enthusiasm to that sort of level that you want to win races that badly, though? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I think that um, you know, there's, there's plenty of races in this championship you want to win. I mean, not, none of them are easy to win these days. So um, at the end of the day, Bathurst is you know, the, the, the grand final or whatever you want to call it, but... Um, you know, any uh, any get to stand the top step at any round, and and uh, it's a pretty good feeling. But you know, I, Bathurst is, is certainly the one that everyone wants to uh, have on have in their cabinet. But it's it's also one that only comes around once a year, and, and it's very hard to win. So from now till you get to Bathurst, what's the key things that you and and Phil are going to be focusing in on the car? Oh, I mean, it's it's you know. Nothing different to, to what we've already been focusing in on, and, and that's you know trying to make a car that works on all tracks and, and all corners. And uh, you know I, I think that the last couple of rounds have proven that we still haven't quite unlocked that qualifying speed. Although you know I, I did see some promise at Townsville for the Sunday, so you know I, I think I think we've, we've got a bit of a direction now. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that means that we can go to the remaining rounds and and uh, have a car that's a bit more consistent round to round corner to corner mm. well jason it's always a pleasure to catch up with you you go, getting off anywhere in this uh period of travels or in this period of break or you're just going to stick around the team and uh no, do what no, you can? i'm not going too far we've, we've got a test next week and uh 
you know, I, uh, we've got a couple of days up the snow after that before we before we get ready for for uh, the next round. All right. Well, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Look forward to seeing you up there in Queensland. See you, Craig. Plenty more on the V8 Insiders right after the break. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week is Neville Wilkinson from V8X Magazine. Neville, how are you going? I'm going well. How are you, mate? Very well, too. As is this man, it is Peter Norton. Peter, how are you tonight? Oh, very good, Craig. It's always a pleasure to be involved. Well, I guess the first thing to talk about is this elusive driver's lifts for the V8 supercars at the Gold Coast. And, Nev, have we got enough international flavour of the right calibre in the mix? Um, I think we have. I... I mean, I think last year was, well, not an anomaly, but I just think last year went off really well um, and it was super successful and we're all, obviously, fair supercars are trying to emulate that. Um, I think there's some pretty good drivers in it, personally. Yeah, I think they are. I think there's a, a, a great line-up. I mean, Sharks Villeneuve was great last year and whether we get someone as, uh, as you know, a, world, a Formula 1 world champion... Yeah, well, you know, it's pretty hard to it's pretty hard to top that. It is indeed. Uh, Antonio Luigi is going to be out here with uh, Tony D'Alberto, probably aptly named the pairs there. But uh, it is going to be interesting to see how the Formula One ace adapts to the V8 supercar when uh, we really haven't seen him in any tin top racing. Well, yeah, and see, like like I said, you know, there is. There's a few there's a few guys yet to be announced though the though the list is pretty much set. I mean you're talking Frank Kitty who's like a top level um IndyCar driver or champ car driver. No, he's not coming uh, out. He's not coming? It's his it's his younger brother Marino that's oh, coming out. Oh, he's taking place. Okay, yeah, radio. Because they HRT, Holden, GM and everything couldn't get the sponsorship arrangements in place. Well, they're saying Marino's driving for Golf Western. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but HRT can't get that in place for Courtney and Dario to tune in again. So oh, there's yeah, contractual conflictions. I agree there's some fabulous drivers coming out and uh, if you run your eye down the list there's some very exotic international sounding names but the uh, the issue for me is that they're not household names. Uh, the, the yardstick that I use is uh, you know, Formula One drivers, Indy 500 winners, you know, they're the sorts of names that people know. Yes we have a Formula One driver in the field but he's not a household name either. Uh, I think that doesn't quite have the same uh, attraction as last year. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, you've got a few guys out there. I mean, hey, I think it's good. You've got Castro Nevis. You've got, yeah, you've got a few pretty good drivers there. And um, I, mean, I just, I think it's the same. Personally, I think it's the same. Mm. Is it right, though, that's the bigger question, that we see V8 drivers 
and internationals running together for championship points? Um, I just, it's one of those things. It's one of those interesting little things in the championship that, that spice it up. Um, whether you agree with it or, or you don't, well, it's just, it's, it's, it's a good talking point. I actually, I wasn't too sure about it, but after last year's race, I, th- I thought it was really good. I thought it was keen. Um, I, well, I was pretty keen about the whole thing in regards to, um, you know, Formula One drivers and just drivers from different ilks and different countries because the rest of the world tunes in to see how those drivers go. So it's actually a, <laughs> it's actually a pretty big marketing exercise for their supercars. But for the Queensland government who's paying for it, that's where the critical aspect is, Peter. It, I can imagine that it really is quite a nightmare for the organisers trying to get those uh, sponsorship and contractual obligations all to line up. It really is trying to uh, you know, piece together quite a puzzle. Nev, do you think that we've seen the Gold Coast a success last year? Odds on it's going to be a success this year. Is this what they should take to Austin? Well, we believe they should. Um, and I, you know, I think why not... Uh, you know, this is an exercise, like we said, they tried it last year, it, it works. And um, I think it, they should do the same thing over in Texas, obviously have a, a very US flavour in the drivers over there, um, but I think they should do that. Obviously. I mean, okay, it's a matter of, you know, who are they going to be able to get? Um, is there a champ car and a, and a NASCAR race on at the same time? Because if, they, if, those, if they're on the same time, that's kind of going to take it away from them a little bit, being, you know, limit the drivers they get. But, yeah, no, I reckon they should do that. Mm, maybe you even find that uh, you might double bill the V8 supercars and the Indy cars, and then you've got access to the drivers. Well, if you, what about double billing V8 supercars and Formula 1? Well, that, that links into my previous point about, unfortunately, they're not the household names that people are going to book some flights and book some accommodation and go a long way out of their way to, to go and see. But coming back to some of that uh, earlier stuff there, it's the age-old problem, isn't it? Is this a pure sport or is it entertainment? And to create an entertainment event, then you need to throw in sort of random challenges. You know, we've, we've been through all sorts of models with, uh, you know, playing with pit stops and other sorts of things. And this is just the, uh, the, the next version of uh, throwing curveballs at our championship drivers. Yep, that would work as well, I wouldn't it? it still Works has at those drivers Melbourne. in there. I think, I think for... I think for the US to tune in properly, they need to have some American flavour to it. It's just to see through the way the Americans are um, hardwired. They, you know, they want to see their own people race. So, um, you know, I think I think it's a marketing exercise. I think it's a great idea. We know it's a great as a competition thing because we all, you know. The Gold Coast is a perfect example. So I say, why not? Go for it. matter of trying to make it happen, that's a different story. Mm. Peter? Well, I think it then becomes an issue of uh, you know, checkbooks and, uh, again, contractual sorts of uh, issues. And the, the double billing, trying to get uh, an IndyCar or a NASCAR or a Formula One driver to also jump in a V8 that same weekend, I think that one is a bit too much to ask because those drivers will be focused on their, their, their day job. It's gas and go time now on the V8 Insiders. Gas and Go is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Gas and Go, brought to you by V8X Magazine. Starting now, five minutes on the clock. Yeah, right. The battle for the bottle ride is going to start silly season. 
isn't it? Well, no, Lee Holdsworth's going to start silly season. We're just trying to figure out whether that ride's available. Well, and we don't know because um, Paul Dumbrell's yet to make up his mind. Peter? Um, yes, uh, Paul Dumbrell, he's left us hanging now for how many years? I mean, and ahhing about whether he's going to uh, you know, keep in the championship at, on a full-time basis. And unfortunately, he's gotten a bit more competitive to make that decision harder. Um, yeah, Paul, we need a decision so that the uh, silly season shenanigans can start in earnest. Peter, the 18-inch tyres will be here for testing on October. Will the bigger wheels make for better racing? Um, I've got no idea. I'm not really that good with the, the technical aspects of uh, you know, different wheel sizes. Um, I hope it just doesn't take away from some of the stuff that we're currently getting right, and that is the, the uh, softer tyre options and the, the, how that has added a whole new element to our racing. Uh, that is good. Let's not mess with that. What about you, Nev? Got no freaking idea. Have <laughs> they told us it makes better racing? Maybe they just look nicer on the car and they're cheaper to build. Nev, in 2001, Garth Tander had blue hair and Stone Brothers Racing were looking to come back with Ambrose. Ten years later, Garth Tander has a daughter named Red, or Scarlet, and Stone Brothers are looking to make a comeback with the Giz. Can they be that successful? Uh, that question defied the five-minute barrier. Exactly how many questions are in that there? Well... What, is, what are you asking me? Can uh, can Stone Brothers come back with everything placed on the Giz's shoulders? Ooh, I don't know. I think the Giz has got it, and I think the Stone Brothers have got it. Whether they can work out the driving styles, I mean, they really shaped uh, SBR around Ambrose and his driving style, and they really, you know, you know, they had well, they had a champion in Marcus there who really knew what he's doing. Can the Giz do that? I don't know. Maybe he's a bit too young, but he's starting to get a handle on these cars. Um, but he kind of wasn't starting in the same place as Ambrose was. Ambrose, Ambrose is pretty sure about how he wanted cars set up and all that kind of stuff. I think the Giz is still trying to figure it out, these cars. I think he's figured it out. Now they're building on that. So different scenario. Hmm. Well, I, I think that it is a, a bit different. Ambrose was a, a young upstart that seemed to come from nowhere, but he had a, a, quite a few years' experience racing in Europe, and he brought that aggression uh, and experience into Stone Brothers. Now, the Gears has the aggression and, and the raw talent, but he just doesn't have that same experience, so I don't think it's a fair comparison. The V8 Commission, is it going to have an impact on the series? No. Yes, obviously it's going to have an impact on the series. Whether we actually see it's behind the scenes or the racing, I mean, they're, they're there for the racing. So, of course, I think we're going to see some impact when they bring in some certain kind of rules and some changes. Yeah, yeah, of course we're going to see an impact. Otherwise, they wouldn't have started it. I think the commission is a, a brilliant idea because it, it somewhat separates the, uh, the, the, the shareholders, the, the venture capitalists, from the actual day-to-day running of the sport. We've got people who know the sport that can make the decisions about what makes the sport exciting and you know, fair from a sporting point of view. And uh, sure, they've got to balance the commercial needs, but it's not just the shareholders driving the mighty dollar that's going to shape the nature of our sport. I think it's good. Well, Peter, the New Zealand V8 Super Touring prototype has received some great praise. Do we think the car of the future will receive as higher accolades? Again, I don't think the comparison is really uh, directly relevant. Uh, Over in New Zealand, their version of V8 supercars was uh, 
uh, a little bit undercooked in some respects, that the cars were not so uh, you know, finely developed as our current version of V8 supercars. Uh, so their new prototypes really were a, a step up and, and something quite exciting. Uh, the challenge for Car of the Future is we've got a mature product that's really, really good, and I, I don't think the average fan's going to get too excited about the uh, technical uh, advancement in that car because, you know, on the external uh, aspects, you know, they will look the same. The, uh, uh, the spy photos that uh, are floating around at the moment, you, know, you look at it and you go, well, it's just a V8 supercar on the outside skin. Nev? Don't know. Um, what is the car of the future in Australia getting compared to the New Zealand? Who knows? Um, different, different horses for different courses. We're in a bigger game than those guys. That's Gas and Go for another week here on the V8 Insiders, brought to you by VNX Magazine with the juggernaut of Triple Eight on the cover. Gas and Go is brought to you by the V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. There's plenty more on the V8 Insiders coming up right after the break. I hope you'll stay with us. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us, Neville Wilkinson and Peter Norton. And, well, it's interesting. Paul Gover has released a book saying Scaife's the best ever driver. A few years ago, V8X magazine had Ambrose as the best. Now I'm confused. Who is the best? Ha! <laughs> uh, good question. Actually, it's a pretty subjective thing. Because even the fans have their own opinion who's the best. Um... And I think it is down to a personal thing, really. If you want to go by the numbers, um, then then that's probably the, the great leveller. But then we've got championships over the years that have changed dramatically in the in look, how many rounds per year, all that kind of stuff. So it's a bit of con- it's a bit of uh, well, it's a lot of conjecture. And again, it comes down to personal preference. It comes down to whether you were even born in the year of some of these uh, greats of, of yesteryear, and, that, and I'm including myself in that. Like there's some guys I've never even met, or you know, so I, I don't consider them champions because I was never around. I, I think the. Uh... You know, age shall not weary them is one of those sorts of factors that uh, for some of those older drivers, you're left just with the, the statistics. And it's not a fair comparison. There wasn't as many races back then. Uh, and there weren't so many other distractions and opportunities. Look at Ambrose. He's run off overseas. Will he be remembered as a great? I don't know because he wasn't in the championship long enough. Yeah, Lucky Gover wrote the book. He's been there since Adam was a kid. Uh, Mark Scaife is definitely one of the best. Is he the best? That's something you're going to have to leave up to fans to figure out. You know, everybody's got their favourites. Mm. Who's the current crop that are on their way to greatness? Oh, well, that's going to be interesting as well. Of course, Wincup is uh, you know, a league above most at the moment. 
is he going to get bored with the championship, become a, a big fish in a small pond and go on to other things? Again, I think to, be, uh, to really etch your place as one of the tops, you need to be in the game for you know, 15 years or more. And you know, people who come in might maybe for five years and then go off for new challenges, uh, they're not going to stick in those record books. Obviously, you've got the giz in there, Nev. Well, I mean, any young guys uh, who, who are coming up through... Um, the Giz is a bit of a standout, but there's a few there's a few of the other guys out there. Jonathan Webb's done acquitted himself well. Looks like young Slade, if you're looking further down the field and younger, he's starting to get a handle on the cars and starting to do some good things. I mean, there's a few of those other things going on, and um, it's you know sooner or later the guys who are who are up the front and who have been there for years, they're just going to get old and go to grandpa land, and suddenly the young guys are going to come through. When, Peter, do we see Wing Cup getting into the greatness category? I think, as I mentioned there previously, um, yeah, Wing Cup will need to see him stay in the championship long term to really earn that, that position in the hearts and minds of all of the fans. You know, Brocky, uh, clearly a, a great driver, but if he was on the track in the same car as some of our guys today, how would he stack up? We'll, we'll never know, of course. Um, yeah, very difficult comparisons. Nev? Have you got Wing Cup up in that upper echelon? Oh, I think so with what he's done. Uh, he's done a lot in a short amount of time. And we're including, ba- we're including Bathurst wins and championship wins. And he's, he's not done yet. I mean, there's a long way to go in his career. Um, and, uh, you know, he's definitely, he's definitely up there. Legendary or great status, not, not quite. He's still too young for that. We, you know, he's, he's here now. That's mm, an interesting problem to have, isn't it? If you're uh, Jamie Wincup, yeah, it's a bloody great problem to have. <laughs> it is indeed, Neville. It is interesting as we uh, wait for the next issue of VADX magazine to hit the stands. This new one is certainly going to get you through your mid-season blues with uh, plenty to read, and particularly about moving to the US television and that juggernaut that is Triple Eight. Well, yeah, we just you know it was. Uh they are a juggernaut. I was talking to Jamie. <laughs> I was talking to Jamie Winkup, and he said he had to look up the meaning of juggernaut. We kind of have an idea of what it means, but he was, you know, he had to look it up, um, and um, he was actually quite chuffed what it meant. So, um, you know, we we're pretty happy. Well, clearly, uh, he, clearly, Winkup is a, a fabulous driver. Thank goodness he's not a journalist. <laughs> uh, the the US thing. Well, we've been. VNX is, you know, we've been talking about it for the last couple of issues that, about the US and some um, murmurs here and there, and, um, and and then everybody decided to jump on the bandwagon. That's fine. We don't mind being the leaders there. Uh, but, yeah, we were right. Austin, Texas. So who would have thunk it? <laughs> it is an interesting one and a great read, as always, VNX magazine. When's the next, next edition out? Uh, the next issue go the next uh, the next issue comes on sale September the seventh and it's our Bathurst preview issue. It's going to be a big one as well. I'm assured of that. And uh, of course, we look forward to speaking to you again very soon on the VAD Insiders. No worries. Glad to be here, Peter. It's a pleasure as always. Oh uh, yes, it's always good fun and uh, always good to uh, you know, throw a few ideas around with you and Nev. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. 
showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lap, we look at the driver and engineer relationship with two drivers in very different positions. First up, I asked Jamie Winkup, how long can a driver-engineer relationship last? Um, I think it can work forever. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I, I concentrate. I, I talk a lot about uh, the setup of the car because it's so important, but um, I, I, I don't make any of the calls there. My, uh, my race engineer absolutely calls exactly what the car, how it's going to run. Um, I offer suggestions, and, and they're only suggestions, you know, so... Um, he, he does a fantastic job and hopefully he's in my corner for a long time. Stephen Johnson was rocked earlier this year with Mark Numbers Wolfrey passing away and he's had to look at a new relationship. I asked Stephen, how long does it take for that new relationship to build into a winning combination? Yeah, it takes, takes a long time, you know. Like, uh, I've had to really, uh, I wouldn't say hold the reins back, but, you know make some hard decisions and stamp my authority. I put my foot down at certain times and say, no, Greg, we're, we're not going to go that much or we're not going to do all that. We're just going to focus on each change as we do it so we don't get lost. And, uh, you know, I can understand the enthusiasm of, of engineers and Greg's doing an amazing job, especially for the time that he's been here. Um, you know, he was first with us. He came aboard the week of um, uh, Clipsal, you know, because Mark Wolfrey, who was my engineer, passed away. So... Um, apart from all the other off-track stuff um, that happened at the end of last year and who left, um, then we have that happen, you know, like it's just a, just took the wind out of your sails, you know. So um, Greg's doing a remarkable job and, and he's amazingly keen um, and, you know, very sensible at a lot of stuff that he does and he's still learning. So the more he learns, the better we're going to go. Obviously, when you're using young guys, they don't have a playbook. When you get a more experienced engineer, mm. they've got that playbook. Obviously, you've got a playbook. Mm. So how do you translate your notes to him and allow him to get the valuable knowledge he needs? Well, luckily, I mean, Greg's not a young guy. He's been around a while, and uh, he does a lot of, he's done a lot of formula stuff, open-wheeler categories over in Europe, he's done a, and he still goes over and does it. He doesn't work for DJR full-time uh, through the week. He's in two or three times a week, but some weekends he's off at, uh, um, you know, Spain or wherever, um, over in Japan, doing the GT stuff, whatever it might be. Um, so at the moment he's sort of like a contractor, but he's focused on, you know, Jim Beam Racing. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I can see that obviously getting more and more frequent for him. And, um, uh, you know, I guess he has, he has done... Beat supercars before. Uh, he did engineer. He was with DJR quite a few years ago now for a period of time. Um, you know, he was at uh, WPS for a little while when they were there. Uh, and he also uh, engineered Grant Daniel a few years ago in the Dev Series car when he was driving our um, BF Falcon. So, um, uh, you know, he has got um, experience with V8s. I wouldn't say it's a hell of a lot, um, but, you know, a little, it's not a hell of a lot compared to some of the people up and down pit lane. But, um, you know, he's, uh, he's learning a lot right now because it is a lot different now to what it was, you know, those many years ago. So, uh, you know, he's, he's excited with the challenge. He's thriving on the challenge because he's that sort of guy. He's a racer. He just wants to get in race, win races, and, uh, you know, that's what we need. So we need someone that, uh, um, that uh, you know, is up 
you know, gets up at two in the morning because he's got a thought, so he goes and writes it down and that sort of stuff. The only problem is he's a smoker and he smokes more and more every time I get further up the grid, so hopefully I'm not shortening his life. <laughs> My thanks to Stephen Johnson there, also to Jamie Wincup. As the checkered flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders, till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.